Welcome to Ask the Latina. I'm your host, Terry Beltran. This program is about the opportunity to ask and learn from a Latina trailblazer with the mission to inspire and motivate Latinas to enter a career where we just do not have enough representation. For more resources, visit our website, askthelatina.com. Hello and welcome to Ask the Latina. My guest today is Denise Atarama, and she is a dietitian. I think this is an area that's so important. Uh, we need to focus on our community and we need more Latinas in this. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Denise, thank you for being my guest today and sharing with us, you know, what it's like to be a dietitian, especially as a Latina. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And let's start with where you grew up, your heritage, and then going to high school and from there to college. Um, you know, just that first beginning of where you started an interest here with where you're at today. Okay. So um, I grew up, I was born and raised in Mexico um, in a city close to Mexico City. Um, my entire family lived in Mexico. Um, growing up, my parents always told us that it would be nice to have someone to visit because we never had anyone to visit um, anywhere else. So um, I feel like it was we were highly encouraged to travel because my parents also like to travel. Um, I am the youngest of um, three siblings. And so when I um, when I was in high school, um, after I graduated, I wasn't really sure um, what university to pick. I mean, in Mexico is very different. The application process, you basically can just decide um, the year you're graduating or a few months before you're graduating where you want to go, you apply. And some private schools, they automatically accept you. Um, public, um, public universities are more much more harder to apply to. Um, so at that time, I had decided to take a year off after I graduated from high school. And um, I knew I wanted to study nutrition because I've always loved food. I actually wanted to be a chef at first. Um, but then as I um, got involved in the community, I saw a need for um, helping people through nutrition um, by teaching them or mentoring them or counseling. And that's where I shifted that gear um, to helping others. So... I knew I, I wanted to study nutrition at that time. Um, my options were going to Mexico City, and for a younger woman, um, I did not feel safe doing that, moving to Mexico City, um, probably an hour and a half away from home. I would probably have to find housing in that um, bigger city. So I was not really interested in doing that, um, just because nutrition was not as popular as it is um, these days. Mm -hmm. um, so... I took a sabbatical year because um, I wanted to just know, really be sure where I wanted to go. Um, during that year, I ended up traveling um, to different countries. I went to Spain, Morocco, and then I had a, um, a friend 
who um, lived in Mexico City, who was from Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and he um, he was a missionary at my church at that time. So um, one of his offers was, if you want to go as an international student, or not even as a student, said he just said, if you want to spend a few months in Massachusetts, I have connections that I can set up for you. So I came, um, I moved to Massachusetts. And um, little by little, I, ex- I started exploding, um, exploding options about um, just finding schooling, um, what an exchange um, student would look like, what an um, international um, student would look like and changing my visa. I was very fortunate to, um, to have a family who hosted me during that time. And they were actually um, great at um, helping me navigate all of that. I feel like that was a huge, um, yeah, huge foundation, and that I had at the time, and I was just truly blessed to have them because they actually became um, my sponsors in terms of the paperwork that needed to be done. So I, um, I started the process then to have a to apply for a um, for a student visa, and I first. Um, Unlike other people who apply from their country, I was actually already living here with a tourist visa, and I started um, applying to a community college in Massachusetts because that was probably the most um, realistic option. And um, I was admitted. Once I was admitted into that college, then I started the application um, process um, to have a international um, student visa. Hmm. That sounds great. Um, how did you get the sponsor and how long did it take for you to get through with the visa process? So my sponsor, like I said, it, it was nothing that I think the family didn't see coming. Honestly, this family was actually going to host me for three months. And that was the initial agreement. My mom came with me. Um, but then this family saw the interest in me, um, in wanting to study overseas, um, practice English. I, I really, at the time I wasn't fluent, um, in English, but because this family, um, just invested their time, um, they have older children at the time they were, um, they had already moved, um, out of the, their home. So, um, so when I came in, they really just dedicated a lot of time in helping me, mentoring me, um, helping me read and write in English and all of those things. And it was just really, um, there was, there were no strings attached to, I mean, no, they just decided that they wanted to go forth um, with this process. They talked to my parents and we finally made the decision to start this. So um, the process for the paperwork, I want to say that that was even harder than the actual residency um, process that I went through later on. Um, just because there's so many things that they ask you to prove um, the an income of the family to make sure that the family is really just making sure sh- the, the family is sponsoring you, that you are going to be completely dependent on them. So um, that was probably a period of maybe six months. Um, but the response from immigration was actually, I think, pretty quickly because um we got a response within, I think, within weeks. So that's when I started then taking college level classes. That's good. And the family, I take it, knew Spanish. So they were tutoring you and helping exactly. you with the English. That's great. Yes. That's very nice. Are you still in touch with them? Yeah, I actually call them my American mom and dad. Um, 
We are very, very close. Um, They still live in Massachusetts. Um, I visited um, with them last year in Maine. So, um, so we're, we're still pretty close. Yeah. That's good. I'm sure they're very proud of you too, as far as how much you've accomplished. Yeah. Nice. It's so, so nice to hear that, you know, cause, um, yeah. So I'm sure it was a relief for your mom too, cause it's, uh, you know, being so far away. Yes, for sure. You know, you went to college, did you have some requirements Mm -hmm. first, like most of us do? And then what, what point did you focus on being a dietitian? Yeah. So, um, when I first went to college, I think the first goal, cause I think that was the biggest advice that I was given, just take small steps and work on them. Because if you focus on the bigger picture, you're going to get lost. So, um, so I started doing the, just that I, um, uh, first aimed to get my associate's degree and in nutrition, um, and dietetics. So um, at that point, I, I knew that I had to take all the Common Core classes and um, I had to take several English courses, actually, before I could move into other science classes. So I did that. I think probably that was my first year taking college level um, English classes and just to make sure that I really um, understood the language that I comprehended, that I wrote it. Um so it took me, I think it took me about three and a half years to complete my associate's degree. Um, during that time, it was actually very enjoyable because I was completely removed from my, um, from my environment, my comfort zone. And um, at that time, um, that's, that's about the time when I also became a Christian. So faith was a big part in all of this because that's how I was able to um, just stay connected in community. And um, so that um, during those three years, I started just taking classes, just doing my best. And the part that I enjoyed the most is that I really didn't have any other obligations. It was just um, studying and doing well in, in classes, learning English, getting used to the culture. I have to say that the probably the hardest part was... Um, not really having deep relationships with people who were my age because of maybe the language um, or maybe just because in Massachusetts and the area where I lived, um, there wasn't a big um, Hispanic community. I ended up having probably one or two friends who were pro- pretty close. One of them was from Colombia. So I, right after we saw each other, we were like, oh, we need to become friends. It was almost like a natural <laughs> consequence um so um so the 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 few relationships that i did have with college students were very meaningful Uh, but in the meantime i honestly i was um really busy just doing trying to excel in my um in my classes that i feel like that was actually now that i look back at it it was very enjoyable um i didn't of course you don't like it in the in the moment you may think that is the that it's never ending and schoolwork. But now that I've become a mom and a, um, and a full-time dietitian, I, I think that was pretty easy back then. <laughs> yeah, it was a breeze. It was your vacation time. <laughs> yes. <yep. laughs> well, that's good. Um, and definitely, you know, going to community college is always great because it's a savings. Yes. It helps you meet other people. Yes. I think what I like about community college is that there's people of different 
age groups and, and yes. um i think there are people more dedicated than absolutely than you know yeah. younger kids that go right to a, a four-year college i don't know how there's a difference i think uh i think so you know so yeah. so you, you and plus you came here you know that you know, it's, it's a sacrifice that your parents are doing. So you become yes. very dedicated to making exactly. sure that you do well. So Correct. that's a drive. That's yep. good. That's good. What? How old yes. were you when you came here? I was 18. Okay. I had just turned 18. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and I did those three years um, of my associate's degree, which I, I agree with you. It was, it was really, it was a really good option for me. And then um, at the time, I was already dating my now husband, and we decided to get married right after I graduated from um, from that from my associate's degree, and that's when we moved to the um, to Cincinnati. Um, he was living in Fort Wayne, Indiana, at the time. Um, so we decided that the closest city with reasonable school expenses would be um, Cincinnati. So I ended up transferring to UC, University of Cincinnati. Oh, okay. So you completed it there. You went for the rest of the program there. Yes. Yes. So um, my program was, um, I after I transferred to UC, I had to make up for some credits. Um, mm -hmm. And at that time, I learned about a coordinator program. That is, um, in order to become a dietitian, you first have to complete an internship. And then um, it's a year-long internship. And then you have to take a test um, to be certified in nutrition. Um, so this specific program at UC... Um, combine all my college courses with an internship match. I wouldn't, I didn't have to apply for any internships. It was just applying mm -hmm. for the coordinator program immediately gave you a match for an internship. And, um, the, I remember when I first, um, transferred to UC, I saw, um, Cincinnati children's that was next to it. And I've always had a passion, um, to, um, work with children I've always been drawn to um, working with children. So when I saw that hospital, that was one of my initial dreams. I want to be there. I want to get my feet, um, my foot in that door. So um, I, I had a friend who was taking classes with me, and I noticed that she would wear a Cincinnati Children's shirt. And I asked her, so what do you do at Children's? Um, she told me that she was a volunteer. Um, and I said, I need to volunteer. So next thing I know, she made the connections for me to, um, to become a volunteer at Children's. I was probably just filing papers for one of the dietitians and just, um, but I learned later on that that connection was very important in my career because um, once I was in the system, I was already familiar with the institution. Um, I was um, working with some dietitians at the time. So um, later on in my coordinator program, I did an internship. My internship was um, in food service, um, different areas, um, the WIC program, mm -hmm. but one of them was a pediatric concentration at Children's. Mm -hmm. So during my concentration at Children's, um, I had we had to have an interview because only a few of us matched in that concentration. So um, the fact that I already was um, part of their um, system volunteering 
and somewhat of a somewhat a familiar face with some references. It really helped me get in that um, in that um, concentration. So um, right after the um, the pediatric concentration, I knew that that was a place where I wanted to be. Um, at that time, I was actually right when I was finishing up my internship and every part of my this whole process, um, I became pregnant with my first um, child. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I still remember going back to take finals and my mom had to my mom flew from Mexico to be with us um, to help us out because we know that Latinos, um, we always if we if our parents are not with us and we make them be with us during that time. <laughs> Um, so my mom came and I remember her coming with me to, um, to UC and I was taking just, I was taking my finals and I had a newborn and my mom would stay with her, um, outside of the classroom while I took my final and then I was done. So I had to do probably maybe three or four finals. Um, and, um, and at that time I had already completed all my rotations and there was an opening at Cincinnati Children's for an entry-level dietitian. Mm-hmm. So um, once again, I had already the past experience of being a volunteer and I was, I tried my best when I was an internship, an intern. Um, I tried, I was very dedicated and, um, and they selected, there were probably other five people interviewing and I was actually able to get that job. Um, I told them I'm not yet registered. I have to pass my exam and I wouldn't be able to start. Um, I think the interview was in July and, or June, no, sorry, in May, because that's when my daughter was born in May. And I told them I'm not able to start until August. They said, it's okay. We'll, we'll wait for you. So it was really, I was just truly, truly blessed to have that opportunity and um, and that's where I've been. That was my first job as a pediatric dietitian, mm-hmm. and I specialized in for seven years in um, treating eating disorders. Um, the part, I mean, I do have. I serve a large um, Spanish speaking population at work. There's um, there's a large community here in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. um, and right now I recently moved to a different area within the hospital. So I'm trying to just expand my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's a good point you mentioned about the community there. I, I've been to Cincinnati um, for conferences and actually it was for the National Society of Hispanic MBAs. Um, and that's where I saw this huge community there, very yeah. large. So that's really good that you're in that area. I think that they probably had you in mind for that too when they yeah. wanted you to be there. Um, are yes. you the only dietitian Latina there or are there others? Um, for about seven years, I was, um, there was a lactation consultant, um, who she's, she works in our department, but is, um, she's a lactation consultant. Mm -hmm. And then I would say within the past year, there was another person, um, who was hired as well, but we were definitely the minority. Yeah. And, and, and yet as a population, we're the majority and we, we have, Yes. A lot of, especially children need to understand. Yes. Yeah, that's Interestingly, um, when I went to college, I don't remember ever meeting someone who majored in nutrition, who also, um, who is also Latina. Mm-hmm. I, I was the only one, I think, in all my classes who was um, a Latina. Yeah. 
yeah, when you don't see her, you, you don't think about being, you know, uh, a Latina. So I think that um, that's the reason why I produced this and and the uh, Mentor Mentee app that we're doing is because, you know, we want to show that these positions exist. And and not so much that, but it's really necessary as uh, we grow, um, you know, Latinos are high in diabetes and we, yeah. how are we gonna, you know, take care of that if we don't have enough of us in there, yes. in those fields to help our own community understand, especially being bilingual, that's yeah. even a plus because we have new immigrants coming in from South America and Central and um, North and we need to help them because it's a whole different way of life. Um, you know, there's a lot of fast food because a lot of them working in labor. So yeah. It's a concern. I mean, it's a concern for everybody. I think people get turned around a lot about eating more healthy. Um, yes. And I think some fast foods have tried. Yes, they <laughs> tried. Impossible Burger, which became my favorite, but I don't know how healthy that Impossible Burger is at Burger King. I know. <laughs> and it's uh, deceiving, but I try. I also like that if I go there. But yeah, uh, a lot of those things are good. That's great. So if you were to turn back time, given everything you've gone through and you're just starting out, you can be in Mexico before you come here or here. Um, what advice would you give yourself um, knowing everything you've gone through? There's something in particular you, you would, would have wanted to give yourself an advice on or... That's a good question. That's, I, maybe one piece of advice or something that I absolutely don't regret is spending all the time that I did, um, just being the best student. I wanted to, I wanted to invest, um, the time, the effort and make it, make, um, make it worth the money being an international student or just, um, yeah, an international student um, during my first three years was extremely expensive. Yeah, and that um, that made me realize that there's a lot of value. Um, the other piece of advice um, was also just looking at just short term goals um, because I think that kept me focused, motivated. Um, I think I just looking back, um, I'm glad that I first took the goal of I need to learn English. And then um, I can apply and then I can start taking college level um, courses. So it was just this little by little getting my associate's degree. And I felt like it was um, that was able to I was able to see a lot of doors that were opened because I just I, I was in a better mental space. I wasn't as overwhelmed as I wasn't as stressed. And I feel like sometimes we miss that when we just overdue we live in a society that says go 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 the more you do the better yeah. um and i think um we we have to look back and make sure that what we're doing we're doing it well um, yeah. because we can be doing 10 things but we're not doing them right but we can be doing a couple things and really doing them well and that's why i think i was able to then find more open doors yeah that's good. And I think the one thing that I, I like about your uh, journey is that um, you had your first child and you still were going, you know, for your exam and everything. And of course, you know, we have the support of our moms, which is really something I think our culture, we it's really nice. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we're very fortunate in that. Um, yes, but, um, it's good that you mentioned that because things happen. I know a a lot of us have different, you know, either get married earlier or we have children, but we keep going. And the most important thing is that we have that opportunity here. You can continue college and not stop and continue taking your exam and, and even get a job, you know, and, and I like how they waited for you. They understood. I think it's, you know, that's, that's key as well, because you were very assertive in telling them I can't start right away. (laughs) And where somebody is might say, Oh, what am I going to do? But no, it's good that you said that you were right on the dot as far as immediately. So I thought it was great. Yes. And we, I mean, we are, we live in this country that is full of opportunities for everyone. Right. So that's, I think that's something unique um, that we see in this country. So it's really just um, taking advantage of those opportunities. I always say you, you'll always get a no unless you ask. So that's what I always did. I just asked and knocked on the door and it would have been a no if I didn't, if I didn't ask. Um, yes, uh, you're right. If you don't ask, you'll never know. So yeah. I like that. I want to thank you, first of all, so much for sharing with us your journey. I think it's so valuable that Latinas hear about this and um, an important career that I think uh, we don't have enough Latinas in. And hearing your story and knowing that um, you always face challenges, but you can overcome them. And your last words of always ask, you know, don't be afraid to ask is great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, this concludes Ask the Latina. Thank you for being with us, and I hope you join us in the next. Thank you. Mm-hmm.